This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. Our series apparently highlights musicians in parenthood. Our next guest is Shana Cleveland of the Seattle-born and California-based band La Luz. Here's her journey of becoming a mother shortly before the pandemic and a cancer diagnosis, and despite the obstacles, never giving up on music. KXP's Evie Stokes has the story. La Luz released their self-titled record in 2021. band is fronted by guitarist and singer Shayna Cleveland. She was going through a lot of transitions while writing this record, including becoming a mom. You know, I had Ozzy in July of 2019, and then the pandemic started, and I was just alone with him. And, you know, we had moved to this house in the middle of nowhere, so our little family was just this island in the universe. And with this record, it was the first record that I've written when I haven't been living in a city. It was the first record that I wrote as a mom. Shana had written the music to the song Lazy Eyes in Dune, but the lyrics didn't come to her until after she'd had her son. As a working musician, she didn't let having a baby stop her. That was never an option for Shana. So my parents were both musicians and they stopped touring when I was born because they felt like it was the responsible choice to make, you know, to to stop this sort of more like transient wild lifestyle or whatever. And so when I had Ozzy, I was just like, that's not what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to keep playing and I'm going to show him that you can go out and live your dream and everything. And and I just kind of felt like that was the message that I wanted to like beam to other moms. Being a mom didn't stop Shayna from performing, but the pandemic did. For better or worse, her partner was in the same boat. I'm lucky because my partner is also a musician and so you know he's home a lot of the time too when he's not on tour and neither of us have been on tour you know for the past couple years very very often because of the pandemic so so we have been able to just kind of split the day up like I'll take the morning and then he'll take like until nap time and he'll take like nap time until dinner time and we'll we just kind of make sure that we each have a few hours of solitude every day so and that's definitely lucky that way because Childcare is so expensive, it turns out. I've like just started looking into it now that we're both touring again, and I'm just like, what? How do people afford this? Good question, Shana. If anyone knows how parents afford it all, please let me know. There are so many difficult parts of being a parent. Affording it all, yes, but really the identity crisis that happens is real. I feel, I always feel like a musician first because that's just the identity that I've had for the longest and obviously I'm a mom now I don't really feel like I describe myself in terms of of cancer 
I would love to talk to you about your recent diagnosis. Um, you're recently diagnosed with breast cancer. How are you feeling these days? I feel pretty good right now. Um, I am still waiting for some test results, but the initial pathology after surgery came back really positive. So hopefully I'm done for now. <laughs> and this is over. It feels just really weird to say those words, you know, it, it doesn't, I feel like I would put the word over in quotes, because um, it definitely doesn't feel that way to me. So you were diagnosed at the end of the year last year? It was in January. In January. Yeah, in the beginning of January. So what's happened since January? I mean, you, you um, how did you find out? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I, oh, it's crazy. I found out because I, I've had this, a lump in my breast for, that I found nine years ago and when I was living in Seattle and I got it checked out and they said, oh, it looks fine. And then I got it checked out again because they recommended, you know, just getting it checked out kind of regularly. So I went again and they said, it looks fine. And then I moved to LA, I got it checked out there and they said, it looks fine. <laughs> and, um, they always just told me it looked fine. And, uh, then I had Ozzy and I was nursing and they said, well, you don't want to, you know, get a mammogram while you're nursing. So I waited until after I was done with that. I've nursed him for two years. And then I was like, okay, let me get this lump checked out again. And I had an ultrasound, which is what they had always given me before. And it, same thing. They were like, oh, it looks fine. And then they were like, well, let's just do a mammogram too. And for the first time they did a mammogram and they said, oh, well, no, this is a, this is a big problem. Like they showed me the mammogram and I was just like, what? That's, that's like huge. <laughs> um, and so, you know, who knows how long it's been there, but the weird thing is it doesn't seem like this lump had anything to do with it. So I'm, I'm lucky that I guess that it was there and it made me get checked out. Um, cause I don't think I would have otherwise. Um, but yeah, it's hard to know how long it's been there, but they did catch it in, in uh, early stage. So, so I had a, a mastectomy and, uh, that may have taken care of it. Still, mm. still waiting to know for sure. Yeah. Is there anything else that's ahead of you for treatment or are you just waiting on those results and then you'll know more? Yeah, just just waiting. But I mean, I feel I feel good uh, about it. I think I just like the last few months have been just so it, it's just been so difficult. I I don't know. I just remember getting the diagnosis and then being at home that night and making dinner and like looking at watching Ozzy and Will play while I was making dinner and just feeling like so, you know, just so devastated, just feeling like I wasn't like they were in a different universe than I was. You know, I, I think I just felt separate, like isolated from, from the rest of the world. I guess like what I, what I've known of cancer and from what I've seen, you know, in, in my life and the people around me is that it's a death sentence, you know, like people I know who have had cancer have just died, you know? Um, and so it was really hard to not kind of go, go there immediately and just feel like, so, you know, just feel so horrible about just like, gosh, I'm not going to be here with these people anymore. And I, I've never really taken my, my, uh, my life here for granted. I've always been I've always been so aware of how lucky I am to to have this 
this family and get to be a musician for a living. And, you know, it's not like, a, I feel like, you know, it's, it's been a life well lived or whatever, but I was just like, I'm not ready for it to end. You know, I just kind of went there immediately. I um, can only imagine <laughs> I would have been the same way. Yeah. Has it made you think about motherhood differently in any way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the big thing, you know, with, with all of this is it's impossible to know how I would have felt and how I would have dealt with this, this diagnosis if I hadn't been a mom. But that was just the thing that I always thought about. Like that was always the context. Um, like what is Ozzy going to do? What would Ozzy do without me? Like, would he remember me, <laughs> you know, even, um, if like, if this was really bad, you know, um, yeah. And, and then just like the day to day of, um, how do I still be cheerful for him? You know, like, I don't want him to be stressed out. Like that felt so important to me. He's so young and impressionable. He's like learning everything about the world from, you know, me and, and Will and, I was just like, I can't like have our house just be this sad place <laughs> for him right yeah. now, you know, and like have that be like how he experiences the world. So, yeah, so that, um, so yeah, it was huge. It's sort of motherhood was, uh, you know, in that way, I think it was pretty healthy because um, I did have, to, I couldn't go, get too deep into just like a wallowing in self-pity or something because I had to, had to show up for him. Yeah. Has it made you think about your career any differently? Yeah, I think it's it's sort of strengthened my my resolve and my primary goal has just been like I want to try to just cast this magical spell over the, I want to just like beam love into every room that I'm in, you know, and I like I've been just on this mission to try to improve the world <laughs> through my rock and roll performance, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, which maybe is kind of a, a lofty goal. But yeah, I, I think like I've I just like I've always been a loner. And so for me, it's like getting on stage and performing has been this way where I don't know when I do it, I'm just like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the thing that feels like, you know, my life's mission sort of. So I think since having the cancer and being you know, having to cancel so many tours and, and shows and yeah, now kind of coming to a place where I can potentially, you know, see, see the, the end of that. I'm just like, oh, oh man, I can't wait to get out there and just like, just show these people love. Nothing can hold Shana Cleveland down. Not the difficulties of parenthood, not quarantine, or even a cancer diagnosis. She hopes getting out there inspires her son and other musician moms, too. With sort of talking about my pregnancy and talking about being a mom and talking about the diagnosis, it's it's all been with the goal of making other women feel empowered on, on some level, you know, like doing some small thing to try to make people feel like, like it's possible to do these things that generations before us thought didn't work for women or for moms. And I think that that's part of why, even though it's sometimes it's really difficult to tour as a mom, to be away from Ozzy, I do feel like in the end, it's, it is a positive thing if he sees me, you know, doing what I love. And, and I hope that it would make him feel empowered as well in some way. 
Laluz hits the road on tour this June with stops in California. They head to the UK in July. For KEXP's Sound and Vision, I'm Evie Stokes. Next time on Apparently, musician Emmy the Great will talk about motherhood and coming to terms with her biracial identity growing up between China and England. I think I just sort of grew up code-switching as a natural way of being. That was Sound and Vision. Before you go, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to, rate, and review Sound and Vision in your podcast app. Or share one of your favorite episodes with a friend. We're looking to help spread the word about the show, and those little things go a long way in making that happen. KEXP is a publicly funded station, so we don't rely really on advertising because the majority of our funding comes from listeners. So if you want to help financially support the show, please give a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org sound. And thanks.